0: Hey, it's Lance, your host of Yesterday's Concert. Before we get this episode started, I want to take 25 seconds to tell you about my other show, Jam Journals. Jam Journals is a podcast that takes you on a journey through music history, featuring live performances from some of the most iconic concerts of all time. Each episode recounts a different concert experience through a dramatic narrative that brings the memories to life with vivid detail and emotion. Join us as we take a trip down memory lane of some of the most unforgettable concerts in recent history jam journals is available everywhere you get podcast yesterday's concert is a proud member of the pantheon podcast network grab your earplugs for another episode of yesterday's concert a podcast that celebrates live music my name is Lance Ingram, and in this episode, we talk to Nicodemus. We discuss the DJ's new album, Soul and Science, performing around the world, and why performing on water is unparalleled. So I'm here with the world traveler, the world famous veteran DJ, Nicodemus. How you doing today, man? You doing all
1: right? Hey, yes, I'm doing very well. Thank you. And I'd like to say loved, not famous. (laughs) Oh, come on, man. Come on, man. You're being too
0: humble. So you were just telling me you're uh, currently in Napoli, enjoying some wonderful, you're having a wonderful evening. Tell me again what you were doing.
1: Okay. So, yeah, I, I, I started a little tour for a new album. And I'm about six weeks in and just finished playing on a beach down the coast in Salerno, Italy, on the Mediterranean side. And on the way back, was just visiting one of my favorite little towns just south of Napoli called Torre di Greco, where they also have amazing pizza. <laughs>
0: nice. <laughs> fantastic. So I had to do
1: a pizza stop. Yeah.
0: Well that that sounds fantastic and I'm very jealous of your travels. And so that actually leads in really well to my first icebreaker. You're a world traveler. You've been all over the place. I've seen your Instagram. I know what you're up to. What's one place you feel like every music fan should visit?
1: Every music fan? Mm. Wow. I would say I, I this came up in a conversation today because we were speaking about America and I was across between New York and New Orleans. Mm. And we were discussing, like, you know, musicianship. And how, how much, how much quality musicianship there is in the subway in New York. Mm, yeah. And, and I, you know, sometimes we take it for granted. I say, yeah, you know what? They are amazing. And, and I brought up New Orleans, just anywhere you go, pretty much, you're just going to hear the baddest musicians. And so both of, I, I think in New York. You have just so many varieties of music. You have salsa. You have rock and roll blues. You got hip hop jazz scene is crazy in New York. So I just feel like New York is one of them places that is endless music. And I get endless inspiration by being in New York. One of the first things I do when I go home is I get in the subway and I start traveling around. And then I go to like maybe a bar or a little show, a concert. And it's like almost every hour you can hear music. Hmm. That's beautiful, man. That's, and
0: I've spent, I've been to New York, but I've spent a lot of time in New Orleans and that's such a beautiful answer. I mean, I just, it brought back so many vivid memories of walking the quarter and all these different areas and just people on corners playing their hearts out. And I mean, you just, you don't get that anywhere else. I mean, other than, you know, like New York and places like that, but I mean, it really is, so unique and fantastic. That's a beautiful perspective, man. Thanks for sharing.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And and the other place I'd like to add is just that Cuba. I mean, the level I, I just remember being blown away. I went with the Preservation Hall jazz band when, when things just opened up and passed mm-hmm. like maybe it was like eight, eight to ten years ago. And I mean, we were all just blown away. Now those those guys are like the the top of the top musicians. And they were just hearing like all the similarities, all the roots of the stuff that, that they've been doing, you know, for, for, for so many years. And the quality is just unreal. Every musician mm-hmm. in Cuba starts, you know, with the piano and then moves on to everything else. And they learn everything, you know, they learn, they're very, rural. that's fantastic,
0: man. Well, that, that's a good segue into my next question is what's a place that has had a, influence on you that you feel may be underrated somewhere that you visited that impacted you way more than you anticipated
1: i don't know about like hmm, i would say puerto rico because i was very young and Mm. very impressionable they were open to a lot more fusion so i was straddled in between the old school salsa legends who a friend of mine introduced me to and the hip-hop world from, you know, the whole giant step days when I was working with giant step back in the mid nineties. Mm-hmm. So in Puerto Rico, I was like kind of between both those scenes and the, the salsa side really, really just started blowing my mind about like the level of, of not only musicianship, but like a fun people have playing and camaraderie with other musicians and Restyle, it was just like, it was something I haven't seen that much where it's less planned and more spontaneous and fun and lyrics were made up on the spot, like in hip-hop, but in, in a live music setting with, with uh, you know, salsa and, and Boogaloo and, and all types of different, you know, types of music from Puerto Rico, like Bomba, Plena, you know, all the styles. Mm.
0: I think I'm actually, I'm going to skip the next... I'm gonna come back to it. I'm gonna get that other icebreaker in the conversation. I want to jump in right there, man, because that's a, one of the things that I, when I listen to your music and when I read about you and I look at your Instagram and all these things, one of the things that I pick up on you is you, you have so much osmosis and just not just in your music, but like how you perceive music, how you think about music, and just how you approach life. It seems where where's that stem from, man? Where's that coming from?
1: Um, I don't know. I don't know if that's a liberal quality or if that's a New York. Quality of just being around such diversity and diverse people I don't know if it's like a quality my mom gave me being like a hairdresser who was just mm-hmm. constantly you know talking to people and understanding their stories and fitting in and you know aiming to please you know like this like yeah. you know I started as a DJ so I was always just like trying to like you know make people happy in many styles of music that came from a background where people listen to hip hop, reggae, house, and classic rock and roll. So I was constantly like f- for the kids in school, trying to make them all happy, making the mixtapes, like trying to blend in like the Steve Miliband with like a fat, you know, hip hop beat. So I guess I was always just trying to get people on the same dance floor, regardless of where they're from or what kind of background of music they were in. I hated these like segregated. Things that I was seeing in, in school and in communities. So I guess I was always just trying to blend the lines of everything, age and, you know, everything, music, you know, different styles of music and socioeconomics, everything.
0: Hmm. But, I mean, you, you know, you talked about scenes earlier and you were talking about the blending of those two scenes that you were kind of torn between. Like, what do you think is the like, It's kind of a cliche, silly question, but like, what do you think is the power of music to tear down those cultural barriers and like promoting diverse communities in that? I mean, it's, you know, I I like that you're coming at it from the angle of like, I just wanted everybody to like something, but like, what do you think about it now?
1: I I always still go back to like music, food, love, and fitting in, like socializing and people want to be accepted. I just think like music. And food are, the, are just the best and quickest ways to just get people together and on the same page, and on the same dance floor, or conversing, or breaking down barriers. And I've seen in my whole life, you know, with everything, every even in in places that have have been torn by war, you know, they they still they have similar rhythms across both sides of the border, and similar songs and melodies with with like slightly different takes or but time heals a lot of that stuff i've seen it happen and and sooner or later especially like oh man if you want to talk about house music the ultimate unifier dance music where it's just that solid you know thick drum that just penetrates deep in your heart and in your in your stomach you know the bass mm. and the monotony i hate i don't want to say monotony but you know, to some like live musicians growing up, I remember them being like, how could you listen to that beat over and over? And it's this, tra- it's trans, transcendental, you know, like it, you, it transcends you a lot of this electronic music, house music, techno music, you know, and you forget about a lot of like, especially if there's no lyrics, mm-hmm. you forget about, you know, a lot of the boundaries that there between each other in a club or mm. in a festival or anywhere you're all feeling the common thing you know in your chest and in your soul you know
0: mm. No, and the, you talking about that like I don't I'll be forthright like I don't know a lot about house music or dance music I enjoy what I hear but I don't know a lot about it but what you're talking about sounds a lot like jazz to me like I find a lot of freedom in jazz and what you're kind of saying is speaking to this speaking the same language in that terms of like the freedom that's being
1: found in music. Do you, are you agreeing with me on that? Absolutely. Oh yeah. Especially jazz. Cause it's, you know, it's just taking you away and you got, you got to be on your feet. Like it's spontaneous. It's, it's moving. It's a, it's a moving train, you know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: Well, I mean, and I think it's fascinating. Like I can remember a concert I went to like a couple months ago and it, it was just a jam band. And they said so they were playing, I mean I love long instrumental music, and so they were just playing a lot of these long jams. And at the end of the show, I went up to the drummer and I was like, hey man, thanks for that. Because it was literally like one of the last times I can remember being so swept up in the music that I completely forgot what time it was. I forgot what like day it was. I forgot how sweaty I was. And and I think that gets overlooked like in these live performances now with all the lights and the things. And like the point is just yeah. to get so sort of swept up in the music that we lose ourselves, man. And, you know, how do you approach trying to bring people to that state when you perform live.
1: Well, you know, there's this like some dance to remember some dance to forget. Right. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I love personally the dance to forget, like let, let, let loose, get deep into it, but not every place is like that. Like if, mm-hmm. you know, sometimes you, you read the room and for me, I read the room right away. It's so easy. I figure it out. Is this going to be a crowd? I need to like kind of keep the hits coming keep it funky, keep it vocal, fun, you know, salsa, change styles? Or is this a crowd that I'm going to just, you know, get more into deep, long mixes, long songs with breakdowns and then really, you know, inspirational builds and then, Mm -hmm. you know, keep bringing the tempo up slowly, slowly, slowly over the course of two hours. So you know what you have to work with usually right away. And I love clubs is there's this new thing happening which i I enjoy so much is that they're asking people to not turn on their phone Mm. no photos no videos no shazamming, no you know no just it just it's to encourage people to really just get into the music there's no frills there's no lights and visuals and the more i see stuff like that i'm like oh yeah that's where i want to play you know i want I want people to really get into it all the way. And, you know, some people also can get into it other ways. That's fine. But they tend to get into it and lose themselves more when it's like, you know, like the way we just described the jam band and and this type of club, you know? Yeah. Well, I mean, but for you as an artist,
0: like the, the shows where you really, you read the room and, and, you're going to get to space out a little more. You're going to get to breathe in your set. Are those the more transcendental, transcendental shows that you're going to remember? Or, I mean, there's got to be a lot of fun in keeping an active party going. Like you are talking about just playing the hits and keeping it funky like that too as well, right?
1: Sure, yeah. I, I mean, both both serve different purposes and both are very memorable. You know, where you're just hitting one after one after one, mm-hmm. changing rhythms, changing the tonality, changing the vibe and people are responding, that's just, you know, that's another memorable way. It doesn't always have to be these really long extended deep sets either, but I do appreciate that more and more. As a music
0: As like, fan, that has to that has to offer more fulfillment than just being able to like play the hits more or less, right?
1: Yeah. I mean, I'm a music fan that is the first on the dance floor and the last on the dance floor. And all my <laughs> days off, I go out to see DJs and bands and I like their whole story. I like the whole Mm. story and that some DJs can really, really take you there and tell you the whole story, you know? And anyway, yeah, it's just, just, I think, I think I get more fulfillment on the dance floor like that or at no, you know, at a concert like that as well. Yeah, no, that's beautiful. And that's, I mean, one thing that
0: like I, I was looking through your Instagram and just kind of peeking around seeing where you were, and you posted a, a photo earlier in July where you mentioned you were listening to church bells and how transcend how music transcends time, place and space. You you strike me as the kind of guy that hears music everywhere you go just even outside of like an actual performer or an actual musician like you hear the birds chirping and you hear the melody there.
1: Is, I mean, am I catching on to something with you? Oh yeah, definitely. Definitely. And in, in that case, I just remember just having this beautiful feeling of Being in this ancient town in the middle of Sardinia, Italy, and they have a their complete own style of music using you know microtones, a lot of singing, a lot of singing about you know whether it's farming or I mean, there's a lot of you know of this folkloric music. Alan Lomax did some great work around there and in Sicily, and I actually found it. There was a museum of music. In this tiny town, I got you know a couple of headphones and recordings, and I got to listen to all this music before my set, mm. and it really inspired me. And, and you know I'm sitting there with the church bells going and the city that you know <laughs> all built of stone and so beautiful. And I thought, okay, I'm going to be DJing in this you know orange grove fruit. It was like fruit everywhere in a courtyard, I'm gonna channel that sound and that history, Mm. and that vibe, and then give them more of other stuff, you know, my experience, but I'm gonna channel that too, to let them know I'm with them, you know? (laughs) Mm. And It worked out really well, it was really cool. It was was a beautiful experience. And it just showed again, like, that all this historical roots, and they all are relevant today, like some of the rhythms are still the same, They just like with a fatter beat or like programs Mm. on a computer or or or, you know slightly more modern, but all that stuff still works. You know, Mm.
0: no, that's that's I mean again, it's so beautiful. And that's I heard a comedian last week. I was listening to a podcast talk about any city they play in. They try to read the paper, read the news, walk around, figure out what's happening in the city because that's what they want their first beat to be is to be to be something about the city because it's instantly going to connect them with the audience and, and I love really? the idea of you doing that as a performer you're bringing in the sounds and the culture that you've heard and ingested and you're putting that out through your music and I mean you know you're working with a set of songs but you're you're also channeling that in different ways and I think that's just I think oh, that's, that's sure. wonderful that's that's
1: fantastic man oh, I make my mistakes too don't get me wrong like yesterday was a great example I'm playing a song by this band that's really blown up over the past few years from Napoli. They're called New Guinea or New Guinea. I think they changed the name to New Guinea. And they're playing like very, very 80s kind of, you know, vibe Napoli songs in the Napolitan dialect. Mm -hmm. And I just played in Napoli the night before. The same song and the place went absolutely mental. Like, I. I just could turn the song off and everybody's screaming the lyrics. And they're so happy that I knew it, you know, after a whole night of different music showing them where I'm from, I was like, oh, I know this. And they really enjoyed it. So the next day I traveled just an hour and a half south. And again, at a great beach party, and this is feeling good. It's feeling similar. I was like, oh, I'm going to do this again. And I played it and I got on the mic. I'm like, "No the i said I said something about Napoli, like, hey, what's up, Napoli? And I got the stone cold look and this two girls in the front just <laughs> wagged their finger at me. And then I'm like, I'm like, what? Like, I really didn't get it. I'm like, what? They don't like the song. And my friend who, who's the before me, he goes to me on the side. He's like, yo, Nico, this is, this is Salerno. They don't <laughs> know. They don't. They don't they, we just crossed the border in Salerno and they're really not feeling it. And then oh. I said, Oh my god. And I got back on the mic and I said, I'm really sorry. I'm gonna explain this in English. I was like, I just came from Napoli where everyone was going crazy with this song, but I made a big mistake. And mm-hmm. you know, that would be like if I was in Brooklyn and I said to everybody, Hey, how you doing, Queens? Mm-hmm. I would get the same response. So how you doing, Salerno? And then everybody started cheering. Okay. And <laughs> <laughs> it was like a oh, little classic, you know, it, it it's happened before and I've seen it happen before, but like that, that was so funny. I just, I, they were not even trying to be like, no, we're in Salerno. They just looked at me and were like, no, that's, <laughs> that's hilarious. <laughs> it's amazing. Yeah. Right? But I mean, that's as long
0: as you've been, you've been doing this for since the late nineties. I mean, if that's one of your biggest mistakes, then you're doing pretty, pretty well, man. Like that's, that's a good run there. Like, and that's not a big mistake. That's okay. No, nah, no, nah,
1: just, you just say it. it's kind of funny though. <laughs> oh
0: no, I agree. So with that, I want to go back to one of the icebreakers I had, cause I think that we can talk more about this than just an icebreaker. So I, I saw you, you've DJed on the Nile. You do like every year. Is that what I saw pretty much? Yeah. So you yeah, did on the, turn
1: tables on the Nile. Yeah.
0: Yeah. That's killer. Like, I love that. That's so cool. And, So you've done that. I've seen the blues on the Mississippi River. In your opinion, what's the magic of music on water?
1: Oh, man, that is a good question. A lot of times it's like the freedom. Well, first of all, the water is flowing. That's an energy. Mm -hmm. And the water is passing. You're always getting new water, fresh water coming by and passing. That's something in itself. You're outside, usually if you're on the water. And that's, that's another thing that I absolutely loved being a club kid, always coming from the clubs and being inside in these like closed spaces. The first time I started Turntables in the Hudson was outdoors and the magic was felt by not having a ceiling over our head and not having neighbors around, you know, like the Turntables on the Nile was a similar situation. It was a boat that was like, it was stationary boat, but there was no neighbors and we can play the music and not have that kind of stigma in your head. Like I'm considerate, you know, I'm not, I'm not that DJ is just going to like, you know, put the volume on 10 and blast it. Like I'm always thinking of my surroundings and like, i going to affect anybody. So when I'm doing parties on rivers or like if the boat is actually moving in the river, it feels, it feels like I can let loose a little bit more and the people mm-hmm. can, because we're not like, you know, we're not worried about the police, worried about the the neighbors and how, how they're being affected by the sound. I think that's mm. that's another strong element other than the the pure beauty of the nature of being on a river and the wind and, the, you know, the, the, the sun, moon, and stars, all that. Plus, I mean, I can only attest as an audience member in that setting,
0: but I mean, as and you kind of touched on this, and I'm asking a little bit of a redundant question, but as somebody who's up on the stage looking out at that, like how do you take that in? How do you channel that through your music as you're playing?
1: I don't know. It's like, again, like you just always read in the room. You're always kind of like trying to feel what people want, want to do with mm-hmm. their energy. Last week we played in Palermo on a, in, in an outdoor festival and it was 110 degrees. Wow. And at night, It only went down to like a hundred. And I just kind of was, I was looking at the crowd. People were dead. They were tired. They were lethargic. I was lethargic. And fanning themselves and sweating. And at that point I say, wow, I got to change my vibe. I got to change my approach here and maybe start with a little more down-tempo, dubby, a little more relaxed and then build it up. And let's see if I can kind of stretch their energy and make them forget how hot it is. And yeah. by the end of the set I was up at like 120 beats per minute. You know, more like like Caribbean music and trying to keep it more happy and and fun. Like we were in the Caribbean, like we're hot. Yeah. We're in Africa. We're hot. We're everywhere. Anywhere it's hot, we're gonna sweat and we're gonna have fun. And and that kind of works. I mean, I guess you always gotta read the room, read read the element around you but also like especially the the crowd that's the main mm. number one mm.
0: but I, I just talking about this makes me think one of my favorite memories of seeing music on the river mississippi river specifically was seeing neil young and he was headlining this festival and he came out at like midnight one in the morning and he played down by the river which fit nice. Oh. but he played it was like 40 minutes long he jammed it out so long and it was such a he kept going back to that main riff and it was kind and of like up, you were talking about earlier. It was just droning and you just, you have the, the river just churning. I mean, this massive deadly river next to you churning hmm. and you have that rift just droning over you for 40. I mean, it's, it really was just transcendental. I, I mean, That's it, it's beautiful. Just, and, you know, and I keep thinking about you and like all these places you're playing, like the atmosphere and like the location matters so much when playing music. And I think that gets overlooked. Like, you know, I'm a big venue guy, like menu matters. Um, I was wondering if you could speak to that as well.
1: Yeah, I mean, you you play you play the sunset the past couple of parties. I had I had the the honor to be playing during the sunset, so that's a special moment that you want to give people. You got to time it right because sometimes the clouds will get in there and <laughs> shorten yep. that sunset up really quick, and then you're like, oh damn, we're gonna hurry up. So you know, you play to that. Sometimes it's a beautiful amphitheater. I remember playing at Red Rocks. Oh, my (laughs) God. Wow. It's amazing. Uh, But like, you know, these ancient out here in Europe, in Italy, and Greece, sometimes you're in some beautiful amphitheaters. And I mean, it's you got to play to it. You got to play to it. You got to feel it Mm. in some way. Do your thing, of course. But like, you know, be a little more open to the elements and the venue. Sometimes you're in a black box mm. in Berlin with the craziest sound system you've ever heard. And maybe you're going to play less live music sound and more bass sound, you know, more mm. get deep, get grimy, get those low hurts in there. Cause that's what people are probably there for, or that's what sounds best in that mm-hmm. type of setting. Yeah. That's cool,
0: man. And, and I love, I love hearing you talk because you, you, I mean, you do what you do, but you're also catering to the fans so much. I love that you're, you're so receptive. I mean, it goes back to building that cultural, like breaking down that cultural barrier. I mean, there's such an important theme. It just seems like it's second nature to you. That's how you, you read the room and you, you build this environment for people. I love it, man. It's beautiful.
1: Yeah. It's like sometimes you're, you're given, you know, they don't know who you are as a, as a DJ performer and, you know, Maybe you're not fully satisfying their requests. maybe it'll be reggaeton and i don't i don't even I don't even own it one reggaeton song, but maybe I'll hit them with like a little dance ball reggae, which is you know where reggaeton kind of stemmed from and it'll it'll do but <laughs> there's definitely times I'm caught out there I like to be I like to be built where people come and they know who I am and what I do. It makes my job a lot easier and a lot more. Able to do what you just said, but sometimes I'm caught out there and I know nobody knows who I am. I'm in a, in a situation and where the, I'm a hired talent because the owner likes me and they know I would play really well in this environment. They want to have me pass by and educate their crowd in that type of music. So, but it's not always like, you know, I can play for everybody. Like I try, but it's sometimes it's a miss, you know, you're like, Oh, damn. yeah. <laughs> that's I, I can definitely say i'm lacking in the like really new like trap and reggaeton and, and stuff like that i just i'm 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 definitely lacking in those departments and i'm not gonna fake it, <laughs> I'm not gonna no.
0: do it. <laughs> well i mean good for you for being true to yourself though man that's cool so well as we start to wrap up Soul and Science. It's out now. It's a fantastic album. I really, like I said, I don't know much about house music, dance music, but I thoroughly enjoyed it. I really enjoyed it and appreciate you putting it out there, man. Thanks so much for doing
1: that. Thank you. Yeah. And, and I mean, just part of the reason I, I wanted to call it, I am that AI. I am not a robot. I was kind of like in the beginning, like really pushed back by this whole artificial intelligence in arts and music. And I, I purposely made it more collaborative with live musicians than than usual like i i really wanted to i really wanted to show off a human collaboration mm. and how much more fun it is to collaborate with friends and artists and how much more dynamic it can be than you know doing it all by myself or with the help of any kind of computer programs or ai or anything like that I thought it was really important to make that statement. And instead of saying I'm not something, like I'm not a robot, more what I am. I'm soul using the science, science being the music and the technology. But we are soul and let's keep the soul alive. Like, I think that's really important. Mm,
0: That's beautiful, man. I I can't think of a better place to end it either. Nicodemus, thank you so much for chatting today, man. This was
1: awesome. Thank you so much. Thank you for the interview. It was great. I'm Lance Ingram,
0: and this is Yesterday's Concert. Thanks for listening to another episode of my show. For more live music podcasting, check out our other show, Jam Journals. If you're feeling kind, give us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts, and check us out on all the social media platforms. Email us at info at yesterdaysconcert.com, or visit our website, yesterdaysconcert.com. So until next time, give us a subscribe, tell your friends, and most importantly, take care of your shoes.